Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Welcome in. A happy Memorial Day to you. A happy extended weekend. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. Let's see who else is here. Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man. Like, do we suck? Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you got to embrace the suck. Eloy. Hey. You guys not gonna make anyway. You guys are suck. And when when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Yeah, you're both suck teams. Toby. Oh my God, this suck. Random Bears fan. Terry Bores. Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks. I wouldn't say seeking perfection. It's just mainly trying not to suck. Julie Swika. Man, that sucks. Wilson Contreras. Losing suck. I'll tell you that, and, and that's all I can say. George went. We had fun, uh, but there you go. I sucked. Garth Algar. Get it off, man. Get it off. It's sucking my will to live. Steve Dahl. Discord sucks. Discord sucks. Candace Parker. Um, I mean, it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. 
Sucks. Caesar Perez. Hello, sir. Hey, you're here. I know. Glad to be back. Glad you're to be here. here. Wow. Whose cornflakes did you urinate in to get back stuck here? I know. You know, when I see you on Saturdays, uh, not so often as much anymore. You always tell me I graduated out of your show. I thought I'm no you did. On your show anymore? I thought I, you did. I didn't I, know you got relegated. It's like soccer, right? I'm back. Score producers I'm back. are like soccer. Just like that. I'm back. Just like that. All right. Well, welcome to Wrexham. All right, and welcome to Saturday Suckage. I suck, so you don't have to. Caesar's much too good for this, so I think he'll keep this thing on the rails. I'm broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Our phone number at the score, write this down, put it backwards on a, on a sticky note and stick it to your thumbtack it to your forehead. 312-644-6767. Then look at the mirror and dial it. That's the idea. That'll get you to our listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number... Again, 312-644-6767 also gets you to the score's text zone. The text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at RosenHyundai.com. Caesar, since you've been gone or since you've been back, I don't know, we've been running polls, web polls on what my rapper name should be. The defending champion is Kendrick Lachayam. We have a new challenger this week. So you go to the Tweeterverse machine for the score, and it's Kendrick Lachayam against, and Scott will like this, DJ Jazzy Jew. See, we're trying to get jiggy with it. We're trying to get jiggy with it again. DJ Jazzy Jew or Kendrick Lachayam, the reigning champion of my rap name. So you're going to do that and tell us when it's up and people can vote on the score. We don't know what holiday voting will be like. I, we're going to get into, there's a lot to do today. I'm going to call BS on one of the 50 greatest idiots in NBA history. Oh my God, this stupid just keeps flowing. The hypocrisy just keeps flowing. There's going to call BS too, if I get the chance, on the current Bulls Ubermacher, Arturis Karnishevis. Oh, my God. It, and it's from a while back, but this just, I can't let the bile just sit there. We're going to celebrate a couple of Hall of Famer birthdays. They're worth noting. And the Wake and Bake Club will be heard from. The cultural zeitgeist will be visited. We're going to hear again from the man. It's a wonderful story. He is on your marquee broadcast. He is the he was the man with the most credibility in the Cubs organization 21 years ago when something awful happened. And it shows you how awful the Cubs situation was. And it's not to demean Joe Girardi, but it's a great story about him and how bad the Cubs were, how how much the public hated them and how little the public thought of the people who were supposed to be in charge. And you'll hear from Joe Girardi. He was on the score this week. But first I'm going to start by calling BS on people who are repeating, extending, have something to do, anything to do with his stuff about Justin Fields' No Excuses Tour. 
Like this season is going to be it, right? His second full season, his second season in whatever Luke Getze wants to do, which is a really good offense if you're Aaron Rodgers. And where's it? Where's where's the slant pass? Rodgers always did that. Anyways, just stop. Stop this whole no excuses to her talk. Don't use it. Don't say it. You sound stupid because you can already hear the excuses. In fact, the excuses are exposed in your supposed argument for saying this is a no excuses to her for Justin Fields. Really? In his, in his, really his second year? Okay, let's start with the line. He's got a new offensive line, doesn't he? And it's supposed to be better than last year. No guarantee it's supposed to be. He's got a he's got the same left tackle, and that's it. He's got a new left guard who was last year's right guard. He's got a new center who was last year's left guard. He's got a new right guard who was in Tennessee last year. And he's got a new right tackle who's a rookie. Understand and remember, the line is its own unit, its own team. It's like the kick squad of the Rockettes. Everybody's got to do the same thing. They got to know what everybody else is doing. They've got line calls among themselves, and then they have to have the center. They have to have the center communicate with the quarterback. And Justin Fields has a new center to communicate with. Fields' reads have to be the same as the center reads. They have no experience together. So how is this no excuses? You already know what the excuse is, don't you? They have no experience together. They haven't gone through a season. Nobody has defensed them in anger or with brains. All we can say is the line's different, not better. Next, Fields has a new number one receiver. He's number one because all the other Bears receivers suck or are hurt. But DJ Moore has, has reason to be considered a number one receiver. He has no experience with Fields. The new number two guy, I, I guess we're going to call it Darnell Mooney. Should we call it? Well, he's got hardware in his ankle. Whatever timing Fields had with Darnell Mooney, well, Mooney's not going to be as fast. I don't believe. Maybe I'll be wrong. I hope I'll be wrong because Darnell Mooney's speed was the biggest thing. So then I'll have to start all over. Fields will have to start all over. And Chase Claypool. He's starting all over with Chase Claypool. That was just a disaster. That was a mess. Nothing, almost nothing good happened. So those are your top three receivers. Can't you hear the excuses already? Don't you ex- remember we went through this with Jay Cutler? We heard all the exper- all the excuses. Now let's go to the tight end. Aaron Rodgers' old tight end is now Justin Fields' new tight end. Justin Fields has never worked with Robert Tunyon. Can't you already hear those excuses? They're learning each other. Now, Fields knows Cole Komet. Cole Komet was your leading receiver. Well, your leading pass catcher last year. So, you can already hear the excuses. They're all over the place. Oh, and the new running backs. We haven't even talked about the new running backs. Can they block? Can they... Where's... where's Imagine it. Here the okay. He missed on the flare pass to the new running back. Oh, he just missed more on the, along the sideline. Yeah, though when they get to know each other, that'll be really good. Oh, he threw behind Tunyon. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, who always seemed to find him, or maybe he was just watching Bears games 
where Tunyon just ate up the Bears. Yeah, well, maybe next year Fields will feel like he knows Tunyon and Moore and <clears throat> Dante Foreman, all the new weapons that he has. He'll know where they want the ball delivered. He'll know where the ball has to be delivered. How can you say it's no excuses? It's stupid. Stop saying that. Fields might not even be here next year. And here's something else. How could this be the no excuses tour if we know this is at least a two-year rebuild? Last year was number one. They had to suck like nobody's business. And they did. They got help from, from Lovey Smith. He inexplicably, well, it's a, explicably played to win is he was just using one of his middle digits on one of his hands to tell the Texans what he thought of the, their management. But it's at least a two-year rebuild, if not three, and probably three, because we'll find out somebody's going to be this year's Valus Jones dis- draft disaster. And we might also find out, which is nothing <clears throat> that would be Jalen Johnson's fault, but, I mean, uh, nothing would be Justin Fields' fault, but maybe Jalen Johnson turns out to be Roquan 2.0. Maybe he, all right, I'm not showing up after all. You know what? I'm just not showing up, and I'm going to be a hold-in, and I'm going to, he's going to do the whole Roquan thing. He's got a contract. He should show up. He should not be the crappy teammate that Roquan Smith was. That's not to say he won't. That makes the defense worse. That makes Justin Fields' job more difficult. So just because the roster is different on offense doesn't mean it's better. In fact, because it's different, because there are excuses everywhere, there will be. They will be made. Stop saying there are no excuses because saying it is a poor excuse for a point of view. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. I've ranted about that. I will be talking with someone who writes about the Bulls, covers the Bull, a bear, Bears. Writes about the Bears, covers the Bears. I have the Bulls on my mind because later this hour, we're just going to, I just, we're going to throw spears, narts, darts, knives. We're just going to expose Scottie Pippen for his latest round of being a whining idiot, one of the 50 greatest idiots in NBA history. So we'll have Alex Shapiro of NBC Sports Chicago, NBC Sports, and the Undercity Undercenter podcast. He will be here at 1120, right after I'm done with this. Evan Altman of Real Cubs, Cubs Insider, he will be here at noon. Mark Grody, covering the Bears, run some stuff by him. And he'll be here at 1220. One o'clock, Vinny Duber, Chicago White Sox beat writer for CHGO Sports. And we'll bring you Joe Girardi, who was heard on these airwaves in a terrific interview. I got a story to precede that. And by the way, some Hall of Famer birthdays will come. We will have that kind of sound for you all today on Saturday Suckage. It should suck so you don't have to. But somehow it became good. I can't understand it. I'm going to do my best to kneecap it. Steve Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. The Doors used to be my sound of summer. 
growing up in L.A., that was like the best beach music. Riders on the Storm. Welcome and welcome back. Saturday Suckage. I suck so you don't have to. I'm Steve Rosenblum. I want to go to the text line, our tech zone, by the way. Brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And I want to apologize to my for my phraseology to veterans. 630 Texters says, most of us veterans are offended when someone says happy Memorial Day. It's like telling someone happy anniversary on the death of their grandmother. Somewhere along the line, this became a day for picnics and swimming instead of paying tribute to our fallen military personnel. Well said. Well said. I apologize, 630 Texter. It's true. It is a very solemn day for those <clears throat> those who saw, those who served, families of, of those who served. Um, thank you for your service. Um, I will eliminate that phraseology just in the off chance, just that I might offend somebody. 847 Texter says, why so negative? Why is it 847 Texter? Every time I try to inject some reality here, it sounds like negative. If you want to be the Wake and Bake Club and just think everything is groovy with the bears, you go right ahead. I'm not going to stop you. You go right ahead and believe that you're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. I'm telling you what I believe is real. It's not negative. It's real. Everything new on the Bears is an excuse because it's new. That's what I believe. Let's see if somebody who writes about the Bears sees the same thing, feels the same way, or would differ. We're going to the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Welcome to the show. Alex Shapiro, NBC Sports Chicago, Under Center Podcast. Alex, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a real pleasure. Well, maybe you think so now. We'll see how this plays <laughs> out by the end. So anyways, I suck so you don't have to, but I firmly believe the idea of saying the no excuses to her for Justin Fields is a whole lot of crap. It just is. Because everything new, and you wrote about the offensive line, and you wrote about a severe problem. Let's start there. I will ask mm-hmm. you how you feel about this phrase, the idea that, that no excuses to her for for Justin Fields, and then we'll go to the offensive line. How do you feel about that view, looking at the Bears through that prism? Well, I think, you know, we're looking at the big picture of last year, the Bears couldn't get a complete grade on Justin Fields. At the end of the year, you go, I don't know if if this is the guy that we think he can be or or if maybe we need to move on. And I think what the Bears have done is given Fields enough to say, yeah, we, can, we should get a complete grade on him this year. You give him D.J. Moore, uh, no doubt wide receiver one. You really revamp that offensive line that in, you know, they believe will help the protection a ton. And if everything works out, then you go into next offseason knowing, okay, yeah, Justin Fields is for sure our guy or – you know, maybe it's time to start looking for plan B. So I think that's what they're going with, with the no excuses deal. But there are question marks, right? I mean, four new pieces on the offensive line, 
everything's got to go right for for things to go right. You know, you're banking on Cody Whitehair playing at a Pro Bowl level again at center. He hasn't played there since 2020. You're banking that Tevin Jenkins can switch positions for a second year in a row. Now, I believe Tevin Jenkins can do it. I think Cody Whitehair can do it. Uh, Nate Davis coming from another team. And then, of course, you have a rookie right tackle in Braxton Jones. You're banking on him taking a, a big leap in year two. So, again, there's questions at practically every position on the offensive line. Can they do it? Yes. Are there reasonable questions about everything coming together? Of course, yes, also. Uh, so, again, going back to no excuses, I think it's just they are putting in more pieces in place so that they can they can get that full grade on him at the end of this year. My guest is Alex Shapiro, NBC Sports Chicago, and the Under Center podcast, and we're talking about the Bears. A problem with the Bears not only playing musical positions, as you as you wrote about, and share with the class what you wrote about, the questionable depth, depth if not just plain thin. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, offensive line injuries should be expected, right? It's, it's going to yeah. happen at some point over the year. And when Nate Davis wasn't there at OTAs, and I'm not dragging Nate Davis for not being there, it's totally voluntary. A lot of players do other things in their own time to get ready for the season. So I'm not dragging Nate Davis for not being there. But when he doesn't show up, and then you see, oh, it's Tyree Carter who played 31 snaps last year as a rookie and, you know, by all accounts is a project player when the Bears drafted him last year. And then behind Tyree Carter running with the ones is – Lucas Patrick, who, you know, we all saw it. Lucas Patrick wasn't able to get the job done at guard. Uh, he's, I think the Bears think he's more comfortable at center. We'll see. Um, when you have those two guys running at the ones behind Nate Davis, you realize, oh, wow, if somebody goes down, there could be a problem here. And the same is true at tackle, right? Uh, you have Braxton Jones, you have Darnell Wright, but then behind the two of them, you have Alex Leatherwood, who never figured it out, Larry Borum, who kind of, I don't think, played to the best of his abilities, last year uh where you know you're missing that riley reef guy you're missing that michael schofield guy right now and you know what's good for the bears is that it's may uh there's plenty of time for somebody to emerge or for the bears to add a player you know they added riley reef and michael schofield in late Ju- late july so they got most of training camp so there's still plenty of time for things to change but it's just you know as I was watching that, I'm thinking everybody's so focused on defensive end, this, and the defensive line. Are they going to get enough pressure? And you realize, you know, offensive line is actually pretty thin, too, where if they sustain an injury there, that could be that could be a problem. And it could really sink the whole we are helping Justin Fields with better protection idea. See, now you're being real here. You're bringing a realistic view here, and people will just think you're being negative by actually introducing Real Life Values. Alex Shapiro is my guest, NBC Sports Chicago and the Under Center podcast. So I had a, I, I bring this question up when I, when I see lines that suck the way the Bears do. And until further notice, they do, because we don't have any, any evidence that they're good. They might project that way in some spots, but they aren't. So how is either line going to get better when the one they're practicing against sucks? That's true. It's kind of you think about iron sharpening iron and, you know, I'm not really sharpening against a, a quote unquote good unit. Um, no, hey, when you have suck sharpening suck, what are you going to end up with? 
Well, here's the thing. At this time of the year, I don't know if anybody's really sharpening because they're not really putting pads on. They're running around in shorts. Yeah, that's so true. It is a little unfair at this time of the year, in my opinion, to like really assess what's going on. You know, you can look at the depth and say, oh, this could be a potential issue. You can't really judge what's happening on the field because they're just running around in shorts. Um, but, yeah, that, that will be an issue. Now, I will say two guys who have impressed me are the two rookies, Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens. Uh, we hear Ryan Poles talk about grading the flashes. And when those two flash, it looks different. You're like, whoa, that guy got in the backfield in a hurry. Uh, we hear a lot about Jervon Dexter's get-off and the inconsistencies there. There were moments where he's in the backfield. And, again, hard to judge because they're running around in shorts. But you can see the explosion. You can see that. So I, I, could, I can see it. I can see these units improving. I can see the offensive line playing much, much better. I can say the defensive line taking a step forward only because, really, they've got nowhere to go but up, and they do have some new interesting pieces there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there are reasonable questions, and we're going to have to wait and see truly for quite some time before we really know. What would be the most important thing, most interesting thing, most biggest piece of news or thing that might point you to progress that you saw at least the first week of OTAs where everybody was, you know, was wearing the hello, my name is stickers mm-hmm. and right. they were talking and you're hearing Justin Fields for the first time with these new um, people, players around him. You got Iberflus and now we may be able to start judging him as a coach, but was there something that you heard that opened your eyes and it said, this is, we keep an eye on this because this plays out later? What came up? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think one thing that really came out was Justin Fields saying Chase Claypool looks like a totally different player, not in terms of like him physically on the field and in terms of his grasp of the offense. Because remember, it's really hard to learn an offense midway through the season. You don't have time to study the playbook or anything like that in the classroom. you got to do that on your own. And then midseason, you're just doing your game installs. So it's hard for Chase Claypool to play catch-up there. But not only is grasp of the offense, but he said he sees him as a different leader, as a different worker. He, he's, he's noticed an uptick in the work ethic from Chase Claypool, which obviously, you know, makes me raise my eyebrows being like, oh, I guess this maybe wasn't up to standard last <laughs> year, or maybe he has rededicated himself. Maybe he's taken it another level because he realizes – Last year wasn't acceptable, and he needs to work harder. Um, where now with DJ Moore in tow, and you have Chase Claypool rededicating himself. And this wasn't—he wasn't asked about Chase Claypool. He was asked about something totally different. And he just brought it up. Uh, where you know, if you have DJ Moore clicking, and you have Chase Claypool with a full off season uh, playing to the best of his abilities, and now you have Darnell Mooney, you know, as a number three, all of a sudden you can look at that passing attack and see it, it could be, you know, miles better than what it was last season. Last season, it was, you know, pretty pitiful. Uh, you know, I don't think, I think it's fair to say the, the passing game did not get it done in the way that they wanted to, but you could see that being a huge leap. And that one quote in particular about what Chase Claypool has done over the off season, how he's come uh, to attack this year, uh, definitely, definitely turned my head. Okay, well, you raised the right skeptical question. Like, what was he doing last year? Didn't wasn't this his job last year too? But maybe it is a different level, and maybe he's much more comfortable. That would be it. Would be necessary when you when you be essentially became the last pick in the first round, and you right. gave you gave the Bears nothing. So let me ask you whether you believe 
Jalen Johnson's going to be Roquan 2.0. He's going to do the holding. I want more money. I don't care if I have a contract. I'm just going to be a crappy teammate. I got to get paid. Or do you think do you think he's there and participating when training camp starts? Oh, I think he'll be there and participating when training camp starts for sure. Um, for what it's worth, he did this last year as well. He skipped the first voluntary minicamp, and then he showed up for the second voluntary. It was an extra one because Iberflus was a new coach, so they got an extra one. So he was not there for that first time around and then showed up. And, you know, they had that little thing where he ran with the twos for like half of a day or something, uh-huh. maybe one day before they put him to the ones, and everything was fine. Um, I, you know, Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson are different people. Roquan Smith was representing himself, totally different situation. Um, I am not really connecting the two. Now, what the, the only connection is, is that, Ryan Poles is super disciplined and will not spend beyond his valuation and evaluation of players. And that could be the X factor is if Jalen Johnson, you know, isn't turning the ball over because he doesn't have as many interceptions because he's not targeted as much, you know, will the bears want to pay him what he believes he, you know, he deserves that. That's a question, but I don't think, I don't foresee this being this big hold in situation. I think, Jalen Johnson knows he needs to have a big year. Um, One thing worth noting is that, yes, he said he would prefer to have a contract before this year begins. But every player says that, you know, every player wants a deal done before they start putting their body on the line. Um, I think it's a little early. I think it's a little early to, to start putting up those panic signs again. These OTAs are voluntary. We don't know what he's got going on in his life. We don't know what he's doing in his own personal time to get ready. Uh, and he is a veteran, you know, and he knows this defense. So he doesn't necessarily need to be there for the super basic installs. If he's doing his own type of rehab, if he's doing his own type of recovery, whatever he's doing, that that's fine. It's voluntary stuff. Alex, it's never too early in sports talk radio <laughs> in Chicago when we're talking bears. You never. Know there, <laughs> there is a glimmer of that, and I also understand. Yes, that. right. So you're <laughs> now you got it. Now now you do it. But you know you bring up an interesting point. I don't. I've not heard Ryan Poles say it before. I let you go. I want to expand on this. That if he doesn't get as many turnovers because he's not being targeted as much, my God, I want to pay that guy all the money. That means I have a quarterback who's kind of cut the field in half, and I got 10 other guys to cover and be and do and all that stuff if I've got a cornerback like that. Those cornerbacks in my world, it's like Deion Sanders. That's it. He takes your best player out of the game, and he does it every week, and he's worth all the money. And do you really think they look at Jalen Johnson that way? I, I think the Bears really, really like Jalen Johnson. I mean, he, this guy's a fierce competitor, which obviously they, they want. He doesn't think he's the best. He knows he's the best. He's that type of player, you know. Uh, and they also know, they realize, yeah, he's not maybe getting as many plays or his stat sheet isn't his stuff because, yeah, people are targeting Kyler Gordon. People are targeting whoever that third cornerback is outside, you know, on the other side of him. So – uh, again, I, I think the Bears love him. Uh, and I think Jalen, you know, wants to be wants to be the best. He obviously wants to be paid, and he deserves to be paid. He should make as much money as he can. Uh, 
I I'm not super I'm not super worried about this yet. We'll see if this drags on if he continues to not show up, but I th- I think he'll be there sooner rather than later and I would be surprised if he's not there for training camp. All right, well, I can pedal panic for both of us. Don't you worry about it. Don't <laughs> trouble your pretty little head over it, Alex. Thanks for joining me on this holiday weekend. Thanks for t- taking time out. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Right, that's Alex Shapiro, NBC Sports Chicago. You can find him there under Center Podcast. You can hear him there. Does good work. Fine guest. Really glad he was here. And that's that. So um, we had some response to what I'd said to start this segment. 815Moms texted in, how about, quote, happy summer or happy start of summer? Um, You know what? That just doesn't, I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't acknowledge the ultimate sacrifice that veterans made, that this day was this weekend, this holiday. It seems bad calling it a holiday. This Memorial Day weekend was made to honor. 269 texter, please say, remember those who gave all while we observe Memorial Day. That's good. I like that. Thanks, P.S. Keep on sucking. Well, you know, you're never far from that. Speaking of sucking, Scotty Pippen had stuff to say. It just... It's just remarkable the depth of stupid. When you're talking about one of the 50 greatest idiots of all time in the NBA, he's in the front row, he's sitting down, he might be captain of the team. We'll hear from that idiot after this. Saturday Suckage, Steve Rosenblum, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing part of the Memorial Day weekend with with me. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score. And I'm Steve Rosenblum, Captain Suckage, Suck Suckage, Stevie Suckage. That's what we thought it was going to be for a while. Stevie Suckage here on Saturday Suckage. What were the odds? Welcome and welcome back. Let me tell you about some of our Memorial Day radio highlights. We have a Cubs game this afternoon. This evening, actually. Right? 545? Is that the deal, Caesar? 545. Zach Sadman's pregame show. 540. 540. 540, Zach Sadman's pregame show. And then he'll turn it over to Pat and Ron. We have some stuff with Pat and Ron. By the way, today is Pat Hughes' birthday. Future Hall of Famer. He has been, he he will go through the ceremony. He'll get the opportunity to, to see, to feel, to be inducted. Someone who's already been inducted from Chicago Trims 55 today, that would be Frank Thomas. Frank, the big hurt, hit a big number. He hit the double nickel on Monday, on Memorial Day. We are live from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. with 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Steve Rosenblum. I know him. And Mike Esposito. I just heard him. And from 10 to 12.45 will be Mark Grody. We're going to hear from Mark. Cubs versus Rays will be the game, pregame starting at 12.45. Gabriel Ramirez will be following the Cubs game, Cubs postgame until 8 p.m. Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Search 670, the score, and hit play. Plus, you can find us on your smart speaker, too. Just tell your device to play 670, the score. Speaking of the Odyssey app, 
A-U-D-A-C-Y. The Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast, hosted by Stacey King and Mark Shanowski, had a thing, has a thing, has something you should check out. Stacey and Mark bring their and their team bring a great deal of content with awesome guests, tremendous basketball insight, and other NBA news and notes onto our Odyssey Sports app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, wherever you get your podcasts. And you got to get this one. This one featured Stacy's former teammate, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen had stuff to say. I know that you'll be shocked to find out that Scotty Pippen was whining about something. That Scotty Pippen didn't like something. That Scotty Pippen had a complaint. Here's part of it. Even even with the game, you know, I look back at my years playing with the Bulls and how things sort of ended up. Like, I just don't know if he was ever in my corner, you know. <laughs> and I say that to say him as well as Michael, just kind of how things were handled the last couple of years going through their contract, like they want one more year and this and that, you know, and I'm just sitting over there like, I don't care how many years they give you. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, so that was, you know, he just really turned sour to me his last couple of years of coaching. Not that that took anything away from me as a player or how I played the game or anything, but it was more, he became selfish. And when you're around selfish people, then things just, it, it, it really was the breakup of our team, to be honest, you know, one selfish guy on the team, another selfish guy coaching the team. It just, it was time for a divorce. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about selfish. Let's talk about selfish, say, 1.8 seconds. Let's talk about a guy who's so selfish and such a child that he refused to go into a game, a playoff game, at home against the evil, dreaded New York Knicks because the coach called to play for Tony Kukoc. Scotty Pippen was the one who sat out 1.8 seconds at the end of a critical playoff game. And he's the one calling Phil Jackson selfish, calling Michael Jordan selfish. He's allowed to think that. God bless you, Scotty, for thinking that. I'm trying to figure out how you don't understand what this means. I'm trying to figure out, you know what, it, the, the guy you said was selfish, the coach you said was selfish, he's got more rings than anybody, more rings than Red Auerbach. He coached a lot of guys. He coached a lot of great players. He won a lot of championships. And Michael Jordan was 6-for-6 six six in the NBA Finals. Now, the point you could make is, Michael Jordan never won a championship without me, Michael Jordan say. And Michael Jordan never won a championship without Pippen. Pippen never won a championship without Michael Jordan. But apparently you can't be comfortable in just admitting where it is. 
and there's the whole drama about it. There's always something to whine about. So you're talking about how selfish guys are that keep winning. Michael said, if, if, if Phil's not coaching, I'm not playing. Now, I know he said that. I wrote that. I was the first one to write that, and I did it a year before that whole thing started. Michael told me. I said, okay, well, that's how you keep the band together. But keeping the band together apparently was too much for Scotty. Now, here's a guy who was given a contract after back surgery, was given a contract early on, and was told as he reached for the pen to sign it, Jerry Krause took the pen away and said, you shouldn't sign this. It's a bad deal. Scotty wanted the kind of financial security that he never could have imagined growing up in Arkansas. I can't blame him for taking that contract. But Krause was right. Jerry. Jerry told him not to sign it. Scotty signed it, and then Scotty realized he had a bad deal. I'm better than them. I, I want more. They can all go to hell. Scotty, you're a hypocrite. Scotty, you have zero consistency. Scotty, you have, where, where's your integrity? You want to call people selfish? You're the one who sat your butt down for 1.8 seconds. You're the one who quit on a team in a playoff game. You want to talk about guys who were selfish? You got your money. You got it early. You got all of it. Then it wasn't enough because other guys were getting more after you are told not to sign the contract. And now you want to whine about, I'm not playing. I want a new contract. I want a new deal. I'm out of here. I want a divorce. I want to get out of here. These guys who keep winning, they're too selfish. Oh, my God. How how stupid do you sound? There's something else that on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast with Stacey King, Mark Schanowski, find it on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Something else we wanted to bring you from that. Caesar, we want to play the other cut about the last dance. That so talk, speaking of the last dance, oh, yeah. I know I know we all talked about it. A lot of the guys talked about it. Um, you know, a lot of the guys didn't. You know, we knew it came out of Michael's perspective. You know, on how the last dance was portrayed. Um, a lot of guys were like, man, a lot of people. Some people didn't get enough credit. You know, some people like yourself didn't get enough credit. What was your take on the last dance? Um, I didn't really need. The, the credit, but um, I thought that um, it was definitely something that was more geared towards uh, Michael and his perspective of how he saw the team, how he saw himself separate from the team. Um, I just thought it was really something to hype up his career, to make him more relevant um, in today's world. Um, you know, if you look back at where the game is today, with 23 years into, you know, pretty much 25 years since we won our last championship. So no one really remembers the Chicago Bulls, um, especially a lot of the kids that are now coming into the game. Uh, they weren't even watching basketball. They were barely even born. So that was really, I felt like it was um, something that he did to sort of um, bring himself back and really give this modern day era an opportunity to see what his playing was like um, in the in in the NBA. No question, it might have been business driven. Sneaker sales are sneaker sales, but for people, for Scotty to say that Michael's not relevant, I don't know. We could probably go to sneaker sales for starters and 
Because you can never sell too many sneakers. You can never sell too many gym shoes. And I wonder what, Scotty, is it, why did you appear in it? Why? If Michael's selfish, if Michael's bankrolling this thing, if it's going to be his deal, why did you submit to being a part of it? What did you think was going to happen? You are right. Didn't you already call him selfish? You wanted a divorce. You wanted him to get away. You didn't. Phil was never in your corner, and Michael, and you put Michael in the same place as Phil. As Phil. So, which way did you think it was going to go? You think this is a documentary done by PBS? I, again, these, this is exponentially stupid, and we shouldn't be surprised because we've seen him do this. Phenomenal basketball player, phenomenal all around, a, a tremendous floor game. But every time he talks, we're 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 thankful you talk, Scotty, because it's just a tsunami of stupid coming out, and it gives us. You just gave me a segment. Thank you, Scotty. Appreciate that. But when you want to talk about someone being selfish, we can start with one point eight seconds. Because the play wasn't called for you. Oh, oh. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, thank goodness, thank goodness, all the Central Divisions suck. And remember, the NFC North used to be the NFC Central. Thank God they all suck. We'll talk about the one the Cubs are in. With Evan Altman of Cubs Insider. Saturday Suckage. Sure. We just had Scotty Pippen whining on Saturday Suckage. Perfect. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 
hearts. 